morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm Debbie Gardner McCullough, a communications coach and a narrative coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. The Sage Sayers podcast looks at executive communications, tips and strategies, and we interview interesting individuals from all over the world who found the Sage approach, finding the gifts, the opportunities and the knowledge from life's inevitable setbacks. In this week's podcast, I'm referring to something that I'm hearing from out in the field. If you're like me, you're sometimes an external processor, which often means sharing your ideas aloud in a kind of free flow way, wanting to make sense of things as you go. There's absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever at being an external processor. But from the field, I hear a real appetite for knowing how to bottom line big but not fully formed key ideas in ad hoc situations like group meetings and in ways which hook and retain your audience. So in this week's podcast, consider these tried and tested techniques to share ideas, even rambling ones, in ways where your audience follows, truly listens and sees the clearing in the woods just like you do. Tip number one, get to the root of your discomfort. If you're listening to this podcast, something or someone might have signaled to you you're not as tight with sharing your ideas as you'd like. Perhaps you get into the weeds too early and with that, you notice your audience kind of phases you out or perhaps they accuse you a little of going down a rabbit hole and want to redirect. Perhaps you notice you struggle to make connections in helpful ways and perhaps You simply prefer to air the possibilities and obstacles to reach the solutions. Whatever the discomfort, get curious. Ask yourself, what's the fear? And what's at stake if I don't retain my audience? Here's what I hear as common responses to these questions from communicators. A fear of feeling or seeming stupid, vague or convoluted. A fear of no longer mattering or becoming forgotten. A fear of being misunderstood. A fear of falling back, disappointing others who invested in you, and ultimately fear of harm and or poverty through losing a job. For those communicating in a second language and or as a minority leader within their group, perhaps only female, for instance, in a group of IT leaders, These fears can feel even more pronounced as our judge gets active and starts kind of kicking us around for not getting things right or perfect. We start to compare ourselves to our peers in those moments. And many of us feel that our success lies mostly on our ability to communicate ideas effectively. Talk about pressure, right? Well, whatever the root cause of your discomfort is, understand the fear. Why? Because awareness builds strategy and power. With that insight, you can also call the bluff of your judge's lies and start to view these situations from a sage perspective, kind of as a learning and growth opportunity 
to roll with the punches a little more and experiment with these situations and learn from them versus fear and dread them. Also, here's a technique to help circumnavigate that fear rising within your body as you get ready to share your ideas. You can quieten the survivalist part of your mind in whatever way that suits you. If you're a musician, perhaps before going into these kind of meetings, play a little music. If you're an artist, do a little painting ahead of time. But here's something you can do right on the fly, right in the moment, and right leading up to the point where you're about to share your ideas. Use PQ reps. You've heard me share these before in previous podcasts. It's this mindfulness technique using one sense at a time to gently shift your mind from that left side of your brain that's all active and in survivalist mode to a calm, loving place of sage. You're simply using one sense at a time to get out of your mind and into your body so you'll feel more calm, more competent, and more peaceful with the outcome. I'll demonstrate this technique for you right now. I'm using two fingers right now to rub them together intentionally. I'm feeling the texture of the skin. the temperature of the skin and all of the sensations of the skin. Now I'm taking fingers of one hand and gently touching the other. Gently taking the fingers of one hand and touching the other. I've been doing this for about 30 seconds or so now. But already, you might notice, even though I was grounded coming into today's recording, I'm even more peaceful than before. Any of that inevitable anxiety that comes up for you when you're doing something brave and different, like hosting a podcast on a Friday afternoon here in Wisconsin like I am, anything residual that resembled fear or anxiety, worry about failure, making a fool of myself, whatever it is. It's kind of gone. And you can experience this too. Discreetly, under your desk, if you're in an online meeting, and even if you're standing there in person, gently rubbing two fingers together intentionally can be quite a transformational move. Now that you're grounded, you're ready for step two. Step two, get comfortable with getting messy. Many communicators I coach want to sound and seem perfect when they're communicating their big ideas. The problem with perfection and this desire for perfection, though, is that the ad hoc sharing of ideas cannot be perfect by sheer definition of the spontaneous way everyone's communicating. I find too, those feeling most uncomfortable with ad hoc often have the biggest and the best ideas. It's just the lack of strategy on how to share and organize their thoughts and the inability to plan ahead which spooks them. 
If you're wanting to feel a bit more comfortable with sharing your ideas in a less formal, less planned way, consider these techniques. Accept the 80-20 rule, meaning that 80% of the tasks that we tackle, and with that, the ideas we share, need not be perfect. Good enough works just fine for most. Know that everyone else in the room feels hijacked and inadequate in other ways. Often our judge can trick us into thinking everyone communicates their ideas beautifully, everyone but me that is. Where I am the only one who's sloppy or rambling. But actually, the opposite's true with communicators. Beauty and eloquence lies in the eyes, the hearts and the ears of the beholder. Also, own and celebrate the ad hoc nature of this communication, meaning ask yourself, what is the gift and the opportunity from not preparing, from not having all the answers, at least not yet? And here's a hint. It's offering you an opportunity to share with others how you think. It's possibly saving you and your team time and You're receiving vital practice and training on how to share your ideas on the fly. So get comfortable with getting messy. Tip number three, ask permission to share the idea or solution as half-baked and or imperfect. By this I mean if you know for sure your communication style requires you piecing things externally as you go, then share that strategy and knowing briefly so that your audience can feel prepared and follow. Now, before torpedoing this idea, know that oftentimes what prevents us from sharing our ideas is fear. Fear we'll get off topic, fear that we'll lose our audience, fear that we'll sound messy and rambling and not as refined as our peers, and fear that we're wasting others' time. And this is especially what I hear from others when communicating ideas and ad hoc arrangements, and especially with high stakes audiences like leaders. But what if you shared that this is the way you like to process ideas and that the results are usually good? A couple of ideas on how to frame this request and this setup follow. I have a potentially big idea which might or might not have merit. Might I share it? Another approach, I have a half-baked solution which might or might not work. Want to hear it? Or want to help me bake it? Another idea, might the team welcome some fledgling preliminary ideas to solve for X? You might also, as part of this permission piece, bottom line your hopes for sharing this idea, even if it in its half-formed state. For instance, may I think out loud with a potentially big idea which could prevent this project from becoming yet another epic failure? You see, with this last idea, oftentimes the fear of sharing ideas is that we cannot bottom line effectively what it is we want to share because we don't know the answer yet. But if you're bottom lining that if you just let me share aloud here, I can help solve for X... That becomes your bottom line. It's all in the framing. So tip three, ask permission to share the idea or solution as half-baked and imperfect. 
Tip number four, provide signposting and interact with your audience as you share. I've often heard from communicators who have these big, often stream of consciousness ideas that they feel supercharged in these moments. They also feel observant of their audience's verbal and nonverbal cues. Now, if this sounds like you, consider using this superpower. And it is a superpower because this is not something anyone can teach. But use this superpower to read your audience as you share. Then look for signs that they're losing focus or not following. At those moments, offer small status updates or maybe even a signposting on how close you are to the aha moment that you seek. These signages might sound like, I know I'm sharing a lot here, but stay with me, we're close. Or, I won't have the solution until the end, but stay patient as I get us there. Or, this point I just laid down might seem disconnected, but the connection's about to come clearer. Or, that part might seem like a rabbit hole or tangential, but it's not. The two relate, and I'm about to share how and why. And when you really think you're at the Rika moment and you'll sense it within as you're externally processing and getting closer to the final result, declare that. Now I think I've got it, you might say. It's this. And thereby, you're setting up the stage for the final idea. You might also consider drawing out your ideas, your external processing, using electronic whiteboards or other drawing tools Studies show that most of us absorb complex ideas more rapidly when following visuals. But in the absence of a whiteboard or a other drawing tool, consider these signages to help keep your audience on track. Idea five, our final idea today is to ensure that the audience follows. So having shared your ideas with your team and audience in this ad hoc way, one way to kind of double dip and ensure your audience fully understands is to ask someone. So have someone that you trust within the group and ask them to bottom line what they heard. So in the absence of that, if the, if the idea feels really vital and the team received things well, then offer to summarize the core finding or the, the major takeaway via email or Slack. Oftentimes, the reason being, oftentimes leaders want something short and brief they can share with others. So in this case, this extra step of providing a bottom line summary at the end, either from someone in your team that you ask them to bottom line for you, or a written summary will feel really useful. So now you have five different techniques to try in your next ad hoc meeting to share your big ideas and ways which feel a little less scattered, a little more strategic but still open and unstructured enough to allow the vital discovery, which often comes from the subconscious mind. So unleash your ideas, go forth and conquer, be the brave communicator you were born to be. And you've been listening to the Sage Sayers. If you'd like to learn more about my coaching and training, visit my website at hangingrockcoaching.com or check the show notes for my LinkedIn profile and my Calendly link. It's been a pleasure chatting with you this afternoon, saying goodbye from Wisconsin, and I'll speak with you again next week. Bye for now.